0: Welcome to the Hot Mic. This is Atul Singh, the founder, CEO, and editor-in-chief of Fair Observer. With me is Christopher O'Perschel, a blonde, but not of the right gender. <laughs> uh, and he's been drinking tea today from a Princeton uh, Cup. I hasten to add it's my cup. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a gift to me. Definitely not mine. <laughs> yes. Uh, but we are getting the Texan from Southern Methodist University to become a little more liberal What's going on with the election, Texan? Well, I think we've kicked it off. This yeah. last
1: week, we had the President's State of the Union address, and his theme was finish the job. And so that to- means
0: Joe Biden has formally kicked off.
1: All signs point to go. Okay. I would say that's where we are. And and to be frank, it's getting long in the tooth for him to bow out. Uh, there are a lot of apparatuses, fundraisers. But no su- there's no suggestion that he's that he's walking away from the fight. So he went with finished the job. I must he,
0: say he's very youthful. I, I couldn't do it at his age. I'll, I'll be dead by then, Christopher. He wasn't all that youthful. It's one of the main
1: problems that Democrats, Republicans, of course, cite this, but Democrats don't seem to be overly enthusiastic about having Joe Biden run again. Mm. So that's a concern of theirs. But his main theme was... Finish the job, and in that speech, he mentioned all kinds of programs. Uh, I would point out mostly programs that the two principal senators who blocked it last time, Kirsten Sinema and hmm. Joe Manchin, uh, wouldn't pass. So I'm not really sure why he thinks that the Republicans are going to help him pass some of this. Who twist their arm? I don't think he's got an arm to twist. He lean
0: over them like Lyndon B. Johnson (laughs) in that iconic photograph. Well, well he did
1: lean on them during the speech. Uh, He he made a comment about Republicans supposedly want to cut Social Security and Medicare benefits. But of course you do. The
0: debt is too high. Come on, don't lie.
1: Well, this goes back to a tried and true technique by the Democrats. There was a famous commercial where the Democrats or, or somebody, you know, a person is shown throwing granny off a cliff. But this, this line elicited jeers. Isn't that a good
0: idea? You'd cut the pension uh, bill? You, you would, would p- but Republicans are def- proposing def- deficit.
1: that. You're, we're not proposing that. Um, no,
0: you're, you're proposing lots of babies, no abortion. And the old die miraculously, you know, younger. I don't think that's the proposal at all. <laughs> it but would be very good for the economy, Christopher. Yeah, I'm think, not.
1: Think, uh, think about the bright side. I'm not. I think there are better solutions. <laughs> but this this elicited a lot of jeers. This suggestion that Republicans want to cut the entitlements, and it became more like the House of Parliament. It's so
0: what you are saying is Joe Biden is has put his stake in the ground as the man who will defend the social security created by Lyndon B. Johnson, and he's going to provide welfare uh, to all Americans, and he is the man to lead America for another four years.
1: Well, two things on that. One, it is not just he. This is actually Donald
0: Trump's line.
1: Uh And two, during Biden's State of the Union speech, he said, and I quote, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Well, one, they're going to go away if we keep them the way they are. But two, Biden also said in 1995, here I'll quote him, when I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans benefits. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice. I tried it the third time and I tried it the fourth. So now we have Uh, a very different Biden.
0: Uh, When was this? 19, that was nineteen ninety-five. When he was a young reformist senator.
1: He wasn't even young in ninety-five, my friend. So he, he was, he'd been around a while even then. <laughs> All right.
0: Let's but, say when he was a younger younger, more younger, sprightly yeah. old man.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less of a more of a hitch in his step. But oh. now he's saying if Congress doesn't keep these programs the way they are, they'd go away. But here's the point Republicans make. Social Security, Hmm. which is the pension scheme in the US, runs out in 2034. So Congress has to do something by 2034 or benefits will be cut by 25%. Mm-hmm. Not only that, while these the, the trust fund is running dry, we have to shift the debt somehow. So who buys that? I don't well, know. Well, the
0: Chinese are buying it. You don't have a problem as yet. The dollar is the reserve currency. So what's the problem, Christopher? Everything's good. Everyone wants to bring their capital to the US. I think we've buried modern
1: monetary theory. And the Chinese holdings of treasury debt have been pretty stable for a while. Yeah, they, they, they have the, been. The about a trillion. So, yeah. uh, I can't They're tr- not
0: they're not buying more of it. They're not buying more yeah. of it
1: and I'm not so sure we want them to have that That's leverage. True. And yeah. then Social Security runs out in 2034, but Medicare starts running a deficit this year and it's going to run dry in 2028. So, if we don't keep these programs the way they are, they'd go away. They're going away, or at least some part of them is going away. So, major reforms have to be made. Biden left his State of the Union speech, went down to Florida, called out Ron DeSantis by name. This so is really So sh-
0: Ron is on. Ron, Ron is
1: not announced.
0: <laughs> uh, he is- but Ron is clearly on. He's, uh, he's a prospective challenger, which is why uh, Biden went to Florida. Otherwise, why bother?
1: I think DeSantis is considered the greatest threat by both Biden and Trump. Uh-huh. DeSantis has about $100 million in the bank, roughly the same. How much does Trump- Biden have? I don't know what Biden has, but, but DeSantis and Trump have roughly about the same in the bank in slightly different ways. But the reason why he's taking aim at DeSantis is DeSantis was a congressman between 2013 and 2018.
0: Mm. And he
1: voted back then for the Speaker of the House's mm-hmm. budget resolution. And in that budget resolution, he supported something called premium support for Medicare, which mm-hmm. would allow seniors to pick a, an insurance program. Uh, and it was meant to create competition one of the problems medicare has is you can have it but because their reimbursement rate is so low a lot of doctors won't even take you it's very difficult to find a doctor for a senior so that in conjunction with rick scott's program last year where he suggested that the congress review and reauthorize just a, a lot second of we have a
0: lot of listeners who are foreigners So who's Rick Scott?
1: Rick Scott is a senator, and he proposed— From where? Which state? uh, I believe Florida, Florida. I see. And so he proposed last year's various talking points, one of which was that Congress review even entitlements, even mandatory spending. He said nothing whatsoever about cuts. Mm -hmm. But I think it was more or less a recognition that these programs are running dry. So Mm -hmm. Democrats have hung that albatross around Republicans for quite some time. And you're getting into a scare tactic. But the fact of the matter is these programs are going to run dry and something does have to be
0: done. So you are saying this is a problem that American democracy faces. It's similar to the problem the Europeans have struggled with. They have really struggled to cut benefits. And partly that's why they have a debt crisis and they are having to bring in austerity at the last moment when creditors are horrified or... Uh, their currency tumbles or or something like that. happens, sure. And you say to avoid that cuts must happen now And Biden is saying no, no carry on as usual
1: Well, I don't know that I'm saying cuts what the trustees of Social Security and Medicare say is we have a lot of Options at this point or at least we have many more options right now Than we will have if mm-hmm. we if we just face the crisis when the crisis moment appears
0: brilliant So uh, we will, uh, for our listeners, uh, they must know, we will delve into debt or we'll dive deep into debt uh, in in a future podcast I'll do with Christopher, where we will hear the Republican perspective on debt. And it won't be the Donald Trump perspective. It'll be very much George Bush senior perspective. Uh, He's very much a George Bush senior kind of Mm -hmm. Republican. It's a pity he hasn't served in the CIA and got shut down over the Pacific, but we (laughs) let that pass. (laughs) It's a bit uh, soft in comparison. But now we'll move on uh, to the second topic, which I'm very curious about, the balloon, the Chinese balloon, and you spent over a decade on Capitol Hill you actually were part of the Space Committee, correct? I worked you're...
1: for the former chairman of the Science, Space and Science. Technology Brilliant. Committee. So, so you're I the perfect for...
0: man. And you've written well. an article on Fair Observer on the Chinese spy balloons. So, I did, yeah. So, so let's hit. crack on. Yeah. Um, what's going on?
1: Well, the U.S. has shot down four different objects. The, the one that everyone's curious about is this enormous dirigible that was permitted to traipse across the U.S. This met with a great deal of fury by Americans. I think the administration was surprised by it. I think I think even the NORAD folks who watch the radars were surprised to learn that these things are are moving across the US. They weren't programmed to pick these up.
0: Oh, we, lovely. We, that, that
1: is a huge security lapse. Enormous. So. The Pentagon had a fancy phrase for it, I can't remember what it was, but they've now recalibrated those mm. sensors and we're picking up all kinds of junk, as one member of Congress put it. And the, the latter three objects, we don't know exactly what they are, we're having a hard time recovering they them. They are
0: unidentified flying objects. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> US-
1: UFOs. Or, or unidentified aerial <laughs> phenomenon. That's that's the hill speak for UFOs. So, oh, dearie uh, me. Yeah. So there we are. But um, you know, we we have it's caused considerable consternation in the U.S. And uh, the fact that these things are up there, and the fact that it was allowed to just go across all of America. And I hasten to add went over some of the most sensitive sites in America. Basically, We, we yeah. keep our, our nukes, to be honest. Yeah. So
0: I know you've also been following this story as well. Yes, of course. I treat all geopolitics and all matters related to the global economy seriously, and they are of deep interest. So I have followed it. My co-author, another co-author that... I have Glenn Carl, retired from the CIA, he's followed it. And uh, this is obviously important and alarming for the US, and even more alarming for others, because the others don't have F-22s to shoot down these balloons. Uh, and so indeed, these... we shot down one of these things for the Canadians. Exactly. So, so we don't know what they are doing, let's say, over Southeast Asia or elsewhere. So the balloon was carrying an airliner-sized load. It had sensors it was clearly not there to look at the weather, which is what Chad GPT tells you. Mm -hmm. All the Chinese claim they they were monitoring the weather. Maybe the North Pole, is it melting or not? They just wanted to check how badly will global warming affect the planet? Sure. Bollocks! Yeah, Bollocks. And, and not
1: only that, there was a second <laughs> balloon over <laughs> South America that they claimed. Oh, dang! You yeah, know, exactly. the The, the winds blew uh, foul exactly. on this occasion as yeah, well. Exactly. I mean, had a pretty thin gruel there.
0: Yeah, pretty thin. A pretty thin soup. Pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty weak. Um, uh, tea. Uh, what, tea. What other metaphors exactly. do we have? <laughs> but, but the point is, this is alarming because it's two things. Because it, it demonstrates two things. Number one, that. Um, This sort of spying, and this goes back to the Soviet days. The Soviets used balloons very well. This sort of spying is now back in fashion. Now look, everyone spies on each other all the time. And the Israelis always send attractive women all around the world. But uh, the key thing is that there are certain rules, gentlemen's rules. You don't do it too overtly. You don't cause a political issue in another country. You you, you do it with some degree of respect. So that sense of respect seemed to be going from the Chinese. That's number one. And then number two, which is compounding that error, is this level of ultranationalism that has come out of China on this issue. They could have just said, oh, well, we let it pass. They are saying it's an overreaction, it Yes, is America being hegemonic and yada, yada. So yeah. The yeah. raising of temperatures. Sure. So number one, sort of the gentleman's rules of the games are being violated. Number two, it is the raising of geopolitical temperatures. That is a risky business as we know from pre-World War One. Over to you, sir. Well, and to go to that exact point of raising
1: temperatures, bear in mind this was virtually on the eve of high-level meetings with uh, Antony Blinken, who was going to go over and try to tamp down some of this frustration, antipathy, whatever. And so I think from the American side, and certainly from the administration side, the sheer gall of it was shocking. Now, there's a lot of discussion about whether or not she and other folks, if the right hand knew what the left hand was doing, did the political apparatus know what the military was doing? But Americans were also, at the bureaucratic level, shocked at the gall. And so Blinken had to cancel his trip. And they were just surprised that, look, we're trying to bring down tensions. Now we have Chinese balloons floating over us.
0: And the answer to that is we will not know. Because once you unlock the ultra-nationalist, hyper-nationalist genie out of the bottle, you have no idea what a rather aggressive general or what a rather aggressive spy satellite chief may do. Because he or she expects she to give them a pat on the back or him, sure. give him or her a pat on the back for being so bold and ballsy. So the genie is out of the bottle. That is the sure. problem. So even if she says, oh, take a deep breath and relax, look up, relax, they will probably think that's for public consumption because the genie is out of the bottle.
1: There has been a problem with lower level bureaucrats interpreting what she says in the most extreme manner exactly. possible. Exactly. So we know this is an issue. We for know them. wolf
0: warrior diplomacy and all that. So, so all of that, good. Let's move on now, to, yeah, to, to the, the... To destabilizing, you know, we were going to talk about energy markets. Yes, and I know to, you to follow destabilizing these... Destabilizing factors. And you were
1: on Indian national TV recently, and we've had some movements mm. in uh, global energy.
0: Yeah, I do follow it. One important thing to note is that The first major oil supply disruption of 2023 is about to happen. Russia has announced a 500,000 barrels per day voluntary production cut. Now, why has Russia done it? Because of price caps and embargoes. Mm. So this means, well, supply is going to go down. Now, there's a corollary to it. And the corollary is supply is going down precisely when... The International Energy Agency has forecast that we will see a record global oil demand growth. Why? Because China is coming back from catastrophic zero COVID policy. Mm-hmm. And of course, the emerging markets are growing, um, even if they are growing slower in this crisis, but they have demand. People in Africa want to ride motorcycles or want to drive cars. People in India, and you've just, come back from India, are seeing a record, are seeing a record construction of highways right now. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So so they are going to ride more two-wheelers, scooters, motorcycles, and four-wheelers, cars, and SUVs. And of course, as the country grows economically, there'll be more trucks on those highways. So you add the energy demand from the emerging markets, and particularly India and China, and you get, oof! Lower supply, higher demand, prices go up, inflation could be back. Well, you
1: made a good point um, earlier when we were talking before the show how this can have a knock-on effect for the war in Ukraine. Absolutely. And, and may diminish
0: an appetite
1: yeah. for assisting the Ukraines uh, to the extent the world has. I, I,
0: I think there'll be many spillover effects because inflation's already there. I, I, I misspoke, inflation will be back. Inflation's already back, mm-hmm. but inflation could be back stronger this year. Mm-hmm. With we thought we had tamped it at least in the US.
1: Well in the US we know that inflation is declining but but slowly it's it's yes, tapered yes. the rate of decline.
0: Yeah exactly but it's still there. Yes. At a higher rate than the Federal Reserve Bank target of two percent. Substantially higher. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, was, it had Multiple. gone up to nine percent. Yes. But, yeah it's probably eight percent now or seven. We don't know exactly. exactly. Touched
1: less but yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But seven maybe but the point is in Europe it is high And if this happens, the combination of a production cut and rising demand, we could have inflation searing through Europe and the appetite to support Ukraine would go down. Because look, the big question is, will the vegan Ukraine flag waving, Lululemon wearing, skinny latte drinking, supporter of Ukraine, actually sacrifice something in their personal lives. A are latte? Going, yeah, I think that. No. Uh, yeah, even a latte takes energy. Are they going to use less air conditioning? Are they going to walk to work? Are they going to actually make a real sacrifice? And remember, in World War II, people were willing to sacrifice. World War II was one on the backs of people willing to die for a cause. I mean, you and I are in a house where the father of of uh, Hillary Chapman, who you know, who, who you know, who is our uh, host, uh, left Princeton and went over to Canada, volunteered for the Royal Air Force. And, and fought in the war. Sure. So that sort of sacrifice wins war. Skin in the game, sacrifice, you're willing
1: to pony up and, and do what's yeah. necessary. It's the, the, the war in Ukraine is... blood and treasure at the end of the right. day. Right, and the war in Ukraine is an abstraction for most Americans, and I think for a lot of the world. For a, a lot of they, Europeans. They wanna, yes, they want to support it, but exactly. it's a faraway thing removed exactly. from their lives.
0: And, and even where it is very, very, very uh, close geographically, the question is, will you will you sacrifice? Because German industry has gone from Mittelstand to Mittelkaput. and, this, <laughs> you know, and we've, we've talked about it. But here's the other deal: is there could be consequences for she here, because mm. China and Russia, uh, China and India are going to get less of a discount now. If sure. uh, you know more demand, less supply. Well, I think it's about simple. about 60 percent right now, is what it was. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't know exactly. Yeah. They're not transparent yeah, 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 yeah. about it. Yeah. Why should they be? But yeah. <laughs> the point is, uh, they'll get less of a discount. And remember, Narendra Modi, the Indian prime minister, faces an election year in 2024, and he's getting a hammering in the media, particularly Western media. And there is discontent bubbling under the surface.
1: Yes, yeah. Well, I think that that about does it for us. Appreciate y'all having us, and uh, we look forward to chatting with you real soon.
0: Exactly, all the best for now, and may your skinny lattes not cost that much. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) y'all.